fine with that. <laughs> hey, hey, we on now. You're right. We live. We're on. We're live. We're live. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fresh and Fit Podcast. <laughs> I guess. You always pause. I, I always think we pause. just keep it as is until we know for sure that hey. that's not who we are hey. anymore. I'm, keep, I'm keeping it 100. Like, that's Hey, listen. You either going to shoot or you're going to dribble. You guys know what's up. Uh, Myron, Fresh and Fit Miami, you guys know what's up with us. You guys, we have an offer on the table. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is, bro. Yeah. So, so that is, uh, hey, look, we love the name. We've been rocking the name. We're actually getting more fans. And, and the fans that come from looking for that Fresh and Fit podcast, they stick around. Like, we got over 600 subscribers in the last month, and that's, on, on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, stuff like that. I wanted to I wanted to send you those numbers, but I didn't get a chance to this week. But that's that's popping. So yeah. I'm your I'm your host co-host James. This is my boy Chad Abraham, um, and we also have a special guest today. Very special guest. We have Bridget in the building. BB Body Coaching, right? B Body Coaching. B Body Coaching. So two Bs. Two Bs. Yeah. yeah, just B Body. B Body Coaching. Yeah, B Body Coaching in the building. Um, I wanted to bring Bridget on because whenever I see Bridget, first of all, she has a jacket, so you don't get to see how ripped she is. <laughs> I always see Bridget in the gym. She is jacked. She works very hard. I seen her. And I just noticed like, so, so one thing I noticed in people in the gym is like consistency. Mm. She's very consistent. Her look is always c- consistent. She doesn't like blow up and, and like shrink down, like kind of like I do. so i noticed her consistency and i was like yo i gotta go i gotta partner with her and work with her because she is just solid like i just want to just like kind of like pick her brain get to know her better and work with her on like something something else we have a project with something we can talk about later but i just want to introduce bridget here everybody give her an applause (laughs) also we like to highlight fashion and just some you know, lo- looks that we like that, that are popular. And I got to say, Bridget, digging the outfit. <laughs> it's always good when we have someone that knows what they're doing. Maybe you can give James a tip or two at some point. I don't, I don't claim to know. Post-show, maybe. Can I just say, I was really surprised that I didn't see you show up in those new snow pants that you were uh it's, let me see, James FaceTime the other day. Sorry, James FaceTime the other day. So excited. He was just modeling the mess out of these snow pants. And I'm like, oh, James, it's, that's so cute. Because it's so cute. It, Cleveland is so cold. Cleveland yes. is so cold. If you guys don't know, like, yeah. Cleveland, man, it had got really bad, like, the past couple of days. And so, like, school's getting shut down. Although I feel like school's being shut down. I'm okay with. No. It, Cause they they getting shut down for stuff I used to play in. All right, it's I just hear you. this is just a soft, soft society but right being now. Being on the other other side of it, working in a school, I work we, in the schools too. Yeah, so we been no. Do you not benefit from a day off? No, I have to do now. I got to make house calls. Oh, I got to do other stuff. I don't. Okay, did you get days off? Working? I got two days off this oh, week. See, but I got to tell you that recovery is hard. This is true. Like I loved it in the moment, but going back tomorrow, I, I had to like shift all my lesson plans again and. You know, rearrange everything. So it also, I don't know if it's the momentum too. I don't know if it's the same way for you. So, so Bridget is also an educator. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's the same for you, but when I work in a school and when there's talks of a potential snow day, there's like a murmur around the building. Like, Hey, do you think there's going to be a day off it's tomorrow? Like a hey, do you, yeah. yeah. And, and it makes it so that 
if there's not a day off after all, everyone, it's like everyone's miserable for being where they're supposed to be normally. (laughs) And the kids are like, oh. What happens to our stuff? Right, exactly. And I think the adults get grumpier than the kids do. Absolutely. Yeah. We're like, I think we actually do more of the praying and all the snow day rituals than the kids do. You know, wearing your pajamas inside out and putting a spoon in the freezer or whatever it is. I don't know. Well, Well, the kids aren't as irritated by us as we are of them though oh <laughs> there's no way because kids boy they can stress you out they yeah, can stress they you do. out man yeah, like the it's level of annoyance is high 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 so anytime you get an opportunity to get a break from them i understand it i get it I yeah get it. yeah for sure yeah well we but that is where we live i will say this i think that this is my psa uh shameless plug for um Bibs and overalls. If you live in a cold weather city, yes, man, do not feel like it's a weird purchase to buy. It's a great a pair purchase. Overall. I think a pair of overalls. Think, so warm. I think and, everybody and, should own a pair, especially if you, especially if you own a pet, because you're you gonna be outside walking. walking them around. I'm speaking from ex- experience. But and gloves. And gloves. buy gloves, bro. Buy some gloves, man. What about the face? You gonna mess around and get arthritis in your hands from the cold? From the cold. Seriously, do your research. I, I'd, I'll just wear the gloves and not do the research. I trust you. <laughs> do your research. Wear, wear some gloves, baby. Keep them hands warm. Keep them joints lubricated. So, Bridget, tell us tell us about yourself. Like, I know, you know what I'm saying? Tell us where you're from. How'd you get started into coaching and, you know, besides being educated? Okay, the stuff. The stuff. See, so, I am a, a native Clevelander. Um, born and raised in Cleveland. Yeah. Been here for 48 minus five years. So... I escaped for five years, uh, went to school in Washington, D.C. at George Washington University, mm-hmm. worked there for a little bit, and then, of course, the Curse of the Cuyahoga pulled me back. And if you don't know what the Curse of the Cuyahoga is, it's the, uh, you know, like, maybe if you're born here and you leave, you're destined to come back. Mm. It's got sort of like this hold on you. Or if you've moved here and then you leave for a while, you're destined to come back. So, and um, what I did, I like Cleveland. It's very familial. Um, it's affordable. Got fresh water. It's going to be up and coming. I feel like we're kind of a diamond in the rough. But, um, yeah, so I'm an educator. I've been in education for 20-something years, 25 years. Um, And in that, with mentoring and coaching teachers. uh, So, like, that subject of of teaching teachers how to teach, right? Or the methodology, the pedagogy of teaching um, has spread into my passion for health and fitness. Mm. Um, And I'm also, I also teach yoga. So again, a different classroom, a different setting, and now different content, but still that methodology and coaching and mentoring of people. Um, And then just recently about in June, I launched my business, Be Body Coaching, for health and wellness coaching. And I was inspired by a couple of my girlfriends. They're like, why aren't you doing this? Like, you live and walk the life. And so many people could benefit from what you know. And I'm like, I don't know anything. Like, I don't know. I just do. And, um, you know, so I just started coaching. And um, so all my years of as an educator, mentor, coach for teaching, and then yoga teacher training and coaching in yoga, and now the new content of Mm. health and wellness which is not really new to me, but the coaching of it is new to me yeah. in that way. So not a very deep question, but the first question I got to ask, who do you have more frustration with teaching? Your students in school 
for your adult learners? Oh my goodness. That is such a great question, and I will say, hands down, I will take a group of seventh graders any day, <laughs> any day. Adults are hard, and it's, um, but I like it. Obviously, they're deeper thinkers. Um, seventh graders, boys or girls, are, are um, they're in their formative years and uh, directionless and are, um, are moldable, coachable, because they don't have, they're not jaded you know, they don't have life's experiences to get in their way. Um, I mean, they're starting to, you know, they're definitely too cool for school. Adults, though, there needs to be some um, some unlearning and some relearning mm. um, and some adjusting. And, uh, you know, obviously, like, the bias checks, um, the any sort of dogmatic things that we've adhered to as we've aged – um, especially when it comes to food and exercise and what we've been influenced by and what we hear in the media and, and the things that we're exposed to sort of create this thinking. And a lot of the work with adults is mindset. Um, yeah. And uh, that takes some time. Um, and that's the other thing is time. We want instant gratification, and the work that we do for our health and wellness is something that requires patience. You don't just sit on the couch and gain 35 pounds in a day. Like that's taken years, mm. right? Yeah. And so to if we are looking at body composition and some sort of change in that, it's going to take time to undo that and probably some unlearning and some relearning and adjustments. That's hard. Yeah. So, so yeah. what are, okay, so it's more, it's more difficult, especially dealing with adults, there's definitely some unlearning there. Now, what are some of the challenges that, that you face that make you say, like, make you just want to be like, yo, I, I'm so glad I'm in this field, or I have to be doing this because if I didn't, then, then who would, right? So, like, what are some of the challenges that you face every day that you know you have to try to, like, like conquer or get people through? Uh, numbers, numbers is the first challenge, that numbers are arbitrary, and what does that mean? Someone like the scale or yeah. the weight or like? Exactly. The scale or like, um, you know, it's funny. I had a doctor once. I had like my blood sugar level was like at 100 one morning. I did the fasted thing. They go in, they test your blood sugar. You know, it was like um, just biometric work. Okay. And it was like 100. And I was like, oh, my God. It kind of freaked me out. She's like, it's an arbitrary number. And this is one day out of every day of your life oh. and so really what we need to do is gather the data and but people get stuck on these numbers whether it's your pant size or your scale number or you know like the numbers from your biometrics or whatever and they they attach themselves to these numbers as if this is the be all end all or on your apple watch like oh i burned 235 calories why didn't i burn yeah, 300 gosh. right so the undoing that attachment to numbers and numbers can tell us whatever story we want. I mean, that's why statistics are so beautiful and kind of fun and interesting. Um, and so uh, guiding and coaching people on, well, why are we attached to that number? What does it mean to you and why? Why is that so significant? What if your numbers went up and your percent of body fat went down? Hmm. Like, that's meaningful too. So you're, now you're telling me that you've probably gained some muscle and lost some fat. Well, that's a win, but it's not the ideal number. It's not that 127 that you want on the scale or the 235 or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So yeah. working through, that's a big challenge, actually. 
So for me, I know even my personal, like that's that number thing is like, <laughs> it does drive me crazy. Yeah. Like, do you find that you have clients? I know I've experienced this too. Like, do you have clients that weigh themselves like every day? Every day. Like get and, and, off and the what scale. Would you say to, yeah, what would you say to that? Get off the scale. Leave it alone. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Although, okay, so there are a couple of perspectives to this. So there's the um, weigh yourself every day for a couple of weeks to find out what your average weight is because okay. we fluctuate. And, you know, weight fluctuates based on water and inflammation and things like that. So, you know, you might step on the scale this morning and you could have been like, I don't know, 235. And then you step, step on the scale tomorrow and you're like up to 239 and you're like, oh, my God, I just gained four pounds. Right. No, you did not. Mm. There's absolutely no way that you can gain four <laughs> pounds of fat in one night. Wow. Right? Because it takes like over 3,000 calories of your maintenance calories just to gain a pound of fat. It's mm. a lot of calories. That's like a lot of food. And that's consistent over time. Right. So, so what do you think is happening there? Like, what is happening there when people have that type of gain in a, in a day? Like, you're like, oh, I was, three, I was 235, now I'm 239. Like, what is happening to their bodies? Like, what's going on? Oh, it depends on, you know, how much water have you had? How much... Uh, what kind of food did you eat? Is it inflammatory? Are you drinking alcohol? Like that's a mm. huge, that's a huge, like instant. Like you could just see the numbers go, right? Um, and it all depends really what you did the night before, the day before, how much food you ate. Um, but so anyway, back, like there's that camp of, I'm going to weigh myself every day so I can find the average number. Okay, cool. Now what are you going to do with that number? And then there's the, Okay, we're on a program. I've got a goal. So let's detach ourselves from the scale. Let's do some work and use the scale as measurement periodically to see what those losses or gains might be. Fire. Fire. So I don't know if you guys noticed, but Chad had to step away because he just lost like two pounds of sweat. You just, you just said fire. I'm like, it's <laughs> that air of blood in me. You gotta, I got to apologize. I try to, I try to minimize. So I had to this. cut the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We recovered. It's the, it's the reality of my lifestyle. We're able man. to. So like, um, so you, have you ever taken a fat burner? Uh, no, I don't. Well, I don't think I have. Okay, so so a fat burner is usually they're thermogenics and they they kind of like heat your body up. <laughs> have you ever taken? I, I think I'll you you, you I mean, have to stay is away. Is it like a hot yoga class? Yeah, they, no, <laughs> not, I say because I just did it today. Let me take. Can I? First of all, I don't think I have. Okay, but you you said you you you're a yoga instructor also. Okay, um, so I just started doing yoga like uh, a week ago, maybe. Okay, and okay. I've been doing it twice a week, and I've been I've been For a week. For two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry. I've been going to for a week. Thank hey, thank you, Bridget. Oh, I, I thought you were not hung up on numbers. And yet here we are hung up on numbers. Here we are. I'm baffled. <laughs> no, so last week, so last week I did two, this week I did two. Uh I have no idea where I was going with that now. Oh, oh so I've so I've been seeing probably. I've been seeing the chiropractor for off and on two or three years. But this year I've gone maybe half the year um, in 2023, like once a week. And it's been helpful. But I also uh, I also know that I needed to do more like that's like the like stretching has been a big part of my lifestyle lately. But the yoga, I feel like that might kick it up a notch. That might put me in a level I have. I've never 
flexibility wise and pain wise um, pain reduction too. i should say because i i like to ride my bike a lot so i'm in for hours i'll be in a hunched position right which i'm exactly yeah. so my neck my back those right. are always tight um do you have any um i guess so this i'll ask you this way in your when you teach yoga when you instruct yoga how do you um, handle the different levels within the same room or within the same class of people that are like, they've been doing this for years right. to the person that just walked in the door. Cause it gave me, I was intimidated at first, but I had to kind of get over the, like, I'm not here for anybody else. I'm here for right. me. It's a very personal so, thing. Exactly. Yoga, yeah. yeah. So how do you, but, but the reality is all that, that some people, especially if they just walked in the door. They don't know that, or they might not. No, they're know scared. That. They're intimidated. It's kind of like walking into the gym for the first time. You're like, "What do I do with these weights and these machines?" Yeah. And, oh my god, look at that person. They're so experienced, and you know, I'm not that right. And the same thing with the, in the yoga space. Um, I think a couple of things happen. Um, so the the methodology answer is layering poses. So if we're if we're building to a peak pose, so if I'm if I'm opening, strengthening, and lengthening the body for a particular pose, that's about three quarters of the way through the class. When we get to that peak pose, I'm going to offer it in as many accessible ways as possible so that I hit every level in the room. And we break down the pose. So let's say we're doing um, bakasana, which is crow pose. So your knees, your, you know, your arms are bent to about 90 degrees. Your knees are on your triceps or in your armpits. Elbows are hugging in, right? And you lean forward. And people get scared as they lean forward because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can hold myself up. Next thing you know, you're going to face plant. It's kind of scary. So instead of picking up the feet, keep your feet on the ground. Who cares? Just take the shape of the pose. We'll work on lifting the feet later. You know, we're hugging in. You're pulling everything toward the midline and building strength. So for the, for the, for the, beginner, I guess, if you will. Yoga is more like, we're talking about the physicality piece of this. So as the, as the beginner is building strength and also confidence, that person has people possibly to look at in the room who might have both feet floating off the floor and they're standing on their hands with their knees in their armpits for a crow pose. And so we can, and then we can also play with lifting one foot at a time your right foot, lower it down. Lift your left foot, lower it down. Lift both feet, lower it down. Right, and then until you figure out the principles in that fulcrum, that point in the body where you hit that back, you're like, oh my gosh. And it's so fun to see people after weeks of, of building up to a full crow with their both feet off the ground. They get there, they're floating, and then they're like, I don't know what to do with myself, right? And like, they're there for a second, and then yeah. they're out of it. Breathe, just, breathe. Breathe, you just scared the <laughs> shit out of yourself. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Um, layers and it's presenting things in a way that's accessible to everybody. Um, and yoga should be for every body. And how do we get there? We put down knees. We use props. I'm a huge fan of blocks and straps. And yeah. I definitely use those blocks, bro. Yeah. I, de oh, yeah. I definitely I use those, those. Yeah, blocks them. and those straps. Like, bring the floor closer <laughs> to you. Right? I definitely use them. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? I'm like, why wouldn't you use a block? Like, why are you? You're stressing yourself out. It's, yeah. So. Yeah. That's one way to make it accessible to everybody. But then it's also like, then it's the community building mm. and holding space for people. 
And that's really important to me. That's no matter what. That's in my classroom. That's in my yoga studio. That's with my clients is how do I show up and hold space for you so that you can feel vulnerable and experience this in the most authentic way that you can. Mm. I know that sounds a little like corny, a little hokey, but it's so important for people to know that they can come in and try new things or open up or reveal something. My, my kids in my classroom, the same way, like, don't just sit there. Like, the only way you're going to learn is if you participate. But I've got to create a space where they feel good about participating. Mm. And that's the same with the yoga studio, too. Yeah. You got to come see me. Yeah. Classes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so now, with your other, like, clients, your personal clients, your one-on-one clients, you work with, with your coaching clients, how do you create that community or that vibe, like, the same way you do a yoga? Like, or do you even need to do that? Do you feel like it's a need to create that type of community like, or do you just like work with people where they at well the one-on-one obviously like there's the there's a there's obviously a legitimacy that has to be built into mm. the relationship so um you know asking the questions giving them space to talk in a way that they know what i'm going to do is a good thing for them that they know that they can trust me and so once that legitimacy is established then that one-on-one can happen more fluidly um it takes probably I don't know, a couple of sessions. Sometimes it, I, we can nail it right in the first 30 minute of a discovery call right. just to see if the partnership is a good match. Mm. You know, I might not be the right coach for you and you might not be the right client for me. Yeah. Right. And depending yeah. on your goals or what I'm capable of doing as a coach or. I, I mean, the legitimacy is right. Th- bro, pa, if she took her jacket off right now, she'll put you and me to shame. <laughs> All right. So the legitimacy is right there, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so I understand that might be the authority. anybody <laughs> trying to come come for her and her legitimacy. And she's, uh, and, you, and you're 48, you said? 48. Bro, bro. Plus the, uh, I mean, you. So as, you did, as someone just walks past with DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> so would you, would you just saying that, that's like, that's money that could have been in your pocket. So the, the way I look look at that is, is first of all, it's someone who, who has integrity and the client's best interest, or really the client's best interest and yours mm-hmm. um, to see if it's going to be symbiotic, if it's going to work. So then do you just refer them to someone else or do you like, do you just say, and this isn't going to work or do you like try to connect them with the next? Yeah, I think it just sort of depends on what that looks like or, um, you know, I'll be back in touch with you, sort of like a. Yeah, kind of thing. Or um, a, a referral somewhere else, you know, like, uh, for example, I've worked with a functional food dietitian who I absolutely love. She does a lot of hormone work, she focuses on thyroid. I can't do that. Functional, say that again? Functional, functional food dietitian. Okay. So healing through food. Okay, that's different from a dietitian. Is that. Um, or the philosophy is different Okay. in the sense of using food for healing. So, um, you know, like minimizing the amount of medication that you might be be on for a certain Mm. disease, like chronic disease, or if like there's a, some sort of thyroidism happening, Mm. um, she focuses on thyroid. So, uh, if someone came to me with like symptoms, I can't do that. I'm, I'm a coach. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm a coach. So I might refer that person to, uh, to the functional food dietitian. Um, or, you know, like 
any sort of work like that, that's beyond my scope. And I think that's important because I feel like people think that once they get a trainer, it's all on the trainer. I got a trainer. I want you to, I, I need to look a certain way. I need to this and, and, and three months. Cause I got a wedding. Well, or okay. I'm going on a beach vacation. Going beach, okay. That's fine. So you need to hire a nutritionist, hire a, a coach. You need to, maybe you need, you might need a chef. So, so, so some people I'll be like, yo, maybe you need to sign up for HelloFresh. You know what oh, I'm yeah. Versus like contacting me and like trying to work with me because like like you need some some more like way more to you. Like I have people that are like, hey, man, I need somebody to hold me accountable and stuff like that. I said, well, it's kind of like not my specialty, bro. You need a coach. My thing is once you get here and you're locked in, I got to work out for you. I got one of the best workouts you're going to get. I'm going to help you get to where you need to be. But if you need accountability, you need a coach. That's not my job. So that's why like uh, one of the reasons why I reached out to Bridget because I was like, yo, I want to do this challenge. Speaking of which, let's drop a, drop a uh, shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. You know what I'm saying? We got a shameless plug yeah. button? Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> so we have something. Bridget and I are working on something called Make It Count, the Make It Count Challenge. The reason why we're doing the Make It Count Challenge is because we know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions every year. Right, you got the same New Year's resolution. I'm gonna lose this weight. I'm gonna lose this weight. I'm gonna get in shape this year. This is gonna be the year, and you probably will do something, and you might hmm. start off doing something, but you it doesn't last. It doesn't work. So Bridget and I were like, "Yo, we're gonna do a, a, a three day training and try to help people really get on track to have real results that are lasting and sustaining results." And that is 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 our goal is to help people really build and become successful and maintain their results so if you want to keep your results you want to hold on i was like yo i was like i one of the best people i see in here bridget first of all looks amazing she works super hard i was like yo and she looks good year round so it's like well I don't even look good year round. You know what I'm saying? I give you a month. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> hey, no, no, no cap. Hold on. Summertime, Maybe. I'm fine. Summertime, I'm fine. But well, wintertime, I'm like. In Cleveland, that's about a month. Summertime, I'm fine. <laughs> all right? so, I'm pop top posse all summer. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm Sun's saying? Sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, guns back. <laughs> James out, has been known to. Not he, James Wear is no shirts. respecter of weather or climate. Okay, because this man, no what. <laughs> this man came in here with a Ric Flair slash Booker T fur looking coat. fur leather. Was it leather? The sleeves were leather. Okay, debatable. Uh, hey. Fur trench coat, no shirt, no shirt underneath. Okay, no facial okay. hair. But can I? Can I? Oh, explain? I didn't have facial hair. I didn't have facial hair. I didn't have a beard. Did you but, sh- I thought you shared that. No, I did not. So can I explain? Can I explain this? So the guest on the show was selling shea butter. So I felt it was nothing better than for me to show off how good and smooth and soft my body looked with that shea butter on. So why would I wear a shirt? I get it. Yeah. Thank you. It smelled like a baking class in here. It's Coconut. Yeah, it was like I thought there were cookies in the oven. Oh my god! It's you know what? I think Chad's whole purpose on the show is to embarrass me and make me feel some type of way. I think that's what you. you I do just you throw like, the alley oops. Yeah, James, can I just tell you? Can I tell you something? What? I'm proud of you. Why are you proud of me? I'm proud of him, Bridget. I'm gonna tell you why. It's we're, we're winding down the end of the first month of the year of the year. And probably he had, he probably had no idea that before our first show of the year, or maybe it was the second show of the year, 
that he was going to commit to doing the marathon. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's so he's yeah. been running. You've been running, right? <sighs> Unfortunately. Are you? <laughs> did, did you did you get a pair of shoes yet? I haven't got a new pair of shoes yet. You should you know, do that. You should I, do I, that soon. I, 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 I am. Listen, we've had more plugs for Fleet Feet that I think than anyone else on this show. Okay, so Fleet, Fleet Feet, needs a but sign, I also sign have three kids. <laughs> so kind of, and you got two feet. <laughs> yeah, two. I'm, them, them joints gonna be, you know, yeah, fractures I, 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 and bro, knee like, pain. I ain't gonna lie. Today, you know, you, you brought up the last time, like hips hurting, knees hurting, stuff like that. This today, like yeah. I got to that last, like last kilometer and i was just like oh my hips oh my knees and i just was like this is too much what it's marathon are you running the cleveland marathon okay that's in may May 19th okay and so i'm starting to train now because yeah. like i don't i'm not really a, a fast runner so like i'm just like let me start training let me kind of get into it like i'm on I'm, I'm a sprinter like so i can i can give you 100 give you 200 pretty fast but running long distance my body just be like nah mm. i want to i want to put you in so there's a, a buddy of ours um Roger, he uh, he's a, I guess a certified running coach. So I'm I'm gonna put you in touch with him. He's I think he's gonna get you together. Okay, because I'm following right now. I'm following Lulu Lemon's uh, marathon running training. Okay, pro- what program. does Nike's look like? I wonder. Nike's I, I don't know, but you you know you got the app. You could probably just yeah. just follow it on the app. But I like Lulu Lemon's. It's it's been so far. It's been pretty cool, and I like how it has like days spaced out, mm-hmm. and every day is something different, and it like kind of builds you up. Like last. So every Sunday is a long run day, which is cool because it prepares you for the race. Like, kind of mm-hmm. get your body ready because the race is probably going to be, like, on a Saturday or a Sunday. And then you just, like, Sunday, now. Sunday, I think. Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. So now my body's like, okay, every Sunday we do this crazy stuff. We'll do that. <laughs> we, might, we might have to do that podcast on site at the finish line. At the finish line. And just put the bike down on the ground with them. <laughs> I'm be on the ground laying down. Eating pancakes. Two things, James. One, you have to remember that walking is running just at a slower pace. Okay. Thanks. Okay. And then the second but, thing, I trained for a marathon. I never ran it. I didn't run the mar- marathon because I wound up breaking my third meta. Tarsal? Oh, oh, man. Which you would think doesn't impact running. But yeah, every it does. Time every I step. Like hitting the pavement, I could just feel it, jing- like, just in the cast, like, just jiggling back and forth. It was awful. So yeah. I got to, like, I don't know, I think it was, like, running 18 miles on my long Sundays. Mm. Oh. Really? Like, I mean, once you hit that mark, it's not that much farther. No, it's not that much farther. Yeah. So I'm so. thinking, like, once I get there, I'll feel confident. Like, right yeah, now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous right now. <laughs> I ain't well, gonna yeah, lie. but it's January. You and I want to quit. I want to quit every day. <laughs> every day I run, I'm like, this is stupid. I'm too big for this. I don't want to do this. But it ends up, I ended but up But you, you know, like, okay, so we're, we're all athletes. We've all competed at different levels of competition. The The feeling that you get from the like the adrenaline of finishing of completing a task that there's not many it's things not that compare that, that feeling yeah. no matter how it's not uh, it's like uh whether whether you were first or last or somewhere in the middle if you exerted yourself to a certain point where you know you're like i got nothing else you know yeah that that's that's an amazing feeling so you i i'm excited for you because i know that you're gonna if you stick with it you're gonna have that experience and not a lot of most people you're in the gonna world get to mile never. 18 and adrenaline is gonna carry you the rest of the yeah life. so like you're gonna start ripping your shirt off sticking with it is not even the thing now like i mean like it's just the type of person i am i just believe in execution i'm not big on quitting um i i had one i had a season of quitting and uh 
I just remember like so that's when I was doing like martial arts MMA whatever so I was doing so I signed up for MMA because I was like oh I love martial arts I'm gonna sign up I'm gonna do it so before like I was just doing it just to like get a good workout so then I started sparring trying to want to compete and just different different stuff like that so my first time sparring um I got tired in like 30 seconds. <laughs> the, first, the first 30 seconds, your adrenaline's pumping. You're just so tight. You're so wound up because you're really getting real contact now. So I'm just, I'm tight in there. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, whew. I get through a couple punches, throw a couple kicks. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like leaning on the guy. I'm like, oh, coach. All right, coach, I need a break. I need a break. And coach looked at me like I lost my mind. He was like, <laughs> he's like, what you mean? I was like, coach, I need to take a break. I'm like, I'm, I'm exhausted. He was like, he said, bro. If you quit right now, you're going to quit and everything you do for the rest of your life. He said, you're building a quitting habit. And he was like, so you either got a minute and 30 seconds or the rest of your life to be a quitter. And I was like, okay. You can do anything for I a can, minute and 30 seconds. I got this. I got this. So I got my ass whooped for the rest of that minute and 30 <laughs> seconds. But it was worth it to me because I felt like from 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 that point it built like some mental fortitude in me. Like I didn't I didn't realize and so then that was just a lesson I needed to learn. Like I was like, oh, quitting, that's a habit. That's something that, that you decide, like, like you can create a habit of quitting. So from that day on, and it really helped me. I'm so glad I did it and I stuck with martial arts for a couple of years because it allowed me to like kill a lot of anxiety. So I said that to say, like, once I said I was doing a marathon. That was it, man. Like, I'm telling you, if I tell you a duck can pull the truck, all you got to do is hook the sucker up. Mm. So I got to give out some mad props to you. <laughs> Speaking of adrenaline carrying you. So my son's a wrestler, and he had a tournament yesterday. And uh, he was up against this kid. And really the only thing that separates you in wrestling in, in high school is your age. That's mm. it. Cause it's like it does not matter if you're 18 or 14. You are on the map because you're 138 pounds. Right, like, and, and wow. so it's a good point. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, yeah, it's insane. And so here's my kid. He's 15 and a half years old. He's a freshman, and he holds his own for sure. Like he's kind of wicked on the mat and does a good job. And he's up against this kid who's a junior, and they're neck and neck. And Finn's down probably about I don't know four or five points, and he starts picking it back up. He he plugs in his offense. He's starting to elevate and uh, do his thing, and they're tied. And they're in their third quarter, tied. I think it was like seven to seven or something, mm. and it, now it's like, what, what's the to the death? What's the, not to the death? What is it? Um, sudden sudden death, death. Sudden death. So it's sudden death, right? Sudden Whoever death. scores the next point, and like, he turned it on, like turned on the juice. Mad wow. props to wrestlers because talk about like adrenaline oh, and like sticking to it. You cannot quit. That's like, the hardest workout no, of all it time. It is the hardest. Yeah. And these two are going at it, and like they gave it their all, both of them, one hundred percent. Finn wound up winning. Um, and when it was over, he scored that one point. That's all he needed was that one. He laid out flat on his back. The kid went down into child's pose practically. Mm. Like I'm looking this at this yeah. as it looked like from a yoga perspective. They were totally tanked. Their their tanks were completely empty. Finn was sprawled out on the mat. The kid's in child's pose, and they just laid there. <laughs> like, it was the funniest <laughs> Man, thing. But amazing. they gave it their all. And yeah. that was like that moment of like, you're right. You can either build the habit of quitting or you can build the habit of keep going. And actually, James, to our point of like this this three day challenge that we're doing, that a lot of people show up with their New Year's resolutions and they they gas out. And one, it could be because you know there's so much information out there, and what do we do with it? But also the accountability piece, mm-hmm. like who's there, who's your cheerleader, and who's there to support you, and how do you develop? How do you grow discipline? And how do you grow consistency? And that's really what it is. It's discipline 
the consistency and showing up every single day. Yeah. It can be boring sometimes. It can be boring. Discipline, but it works. It works. <laughs> it works. Yeah. The formula is discipline, consistency. I, I think if there's like a fortitude that gets built when you build that habit of doing the thing that you don't want to when it's, when you, maybe even when you don't have the time to or when your schedule doesn't allot for it or thinking that your schedule doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's got, you know, Busy schedules, right? Everyone's got stuff to do. Bro, I, man, I'll tell you, I hate that, bro. Like, pe- like the, the one thing I hate is someone telling me they're too busy to work out. I just be like... <laughs> about priority. Par- yeah. like, it's all about priority. Like, you're so full of it. You're so <laughs> full of it. You have no idea. I'd be like, man, if, if I followed you around for a day, I would find hours of wasted time. I would find hours, hours of wasted time that you could have been somewhere doing something productive with your day. Like you can't sit there and tell me like you don't have time and you play video games. Yeah. You can't sit there and tell me you don't have time and you shop all the time. Like you can't tell me you don't have time. Like it's just nothing you can tell me, bro. Like I've literally I'm not trying to like brag or whatever, but I've literally had the opportunity to be in like Kevin Hart's like around his camp and around his people. And when I tell you this man is one of the hardest working men I've ever seen, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know what, if he's an Illuminati or not, not, whatever Kat says, if he's a plant or not. But based on that, <laughs> what I saw, he's one of the hardest working men I've seen. I, he's one of the hardest working men I've seen. Because, like, he was getting to the point where, like, he was, he was trying to maintain his shape during a movie. So he had them outfit a, a, um, a, a trailer. And had him build a gym inside of a trailer so he can get up in the morning because where they were at on location, he can get up in the morning, go work out, train, do his thing, then get ready to go shoot and do and do movies and stuff like that. And so while he's doing that movie, too, he's training, doing the movie, boom, leaves the movie on the weekends. He's doing a, he's doing his new comedy special, doing tours and train and doing stuff like that. So like it was like, bro, so I don't care what <laughs> when anyone's no one can tell me about time. It's just about priority. If this man can take the time to figure out how to shoot a movie record a special and train and be a father and take care of his kids and be in 12 different commercials commercials mm-hmm. like you really can't talk to me about time yeah. i'm telling you you're procrastinating you're lazy and i don't know what it is it could be your self-efficacy could be avoidance, too. Could be avoidance yeah, yeah whatever yeah. but it's really like no you can't you can't say time to me that's the one that's the one excuse i don't let people yeah. get off on um, i totally agree with you time <laughs> is all about how do you want to spend it how do you want to invest in it right? yeah there's a, a story I had heard uh, not too long ago. Mark Wahlberg, um, he had recently, I want to say he had either on his own or partnered with somebody to open up a car dealership, uh, maybe in Columbus. And they had him on the set of uh, yeah, one of the ESPN shows. And they were, the, you know, he's a big, huge fan of like the New England and Boston sports, big sports guy. And they were asking him how he felt or about a game or whatever. And he was saying, like, he doesn't even watch sports. He's like, he's waking up. He's got kids. He's obviously got a family. He's got a lot of things going on. He was waking up, I think, two or three in the morning to get his alone time and his workout. And if he had a prior, you know, just uh, like organize the day before anybody woke up because that was his alone time. Um, And then he'd take his kids to school. So he was like, the things that people are like, man, how do you do all that and then still be a this, 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 and this? When you want you when you want it, you figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, you got to find the things that 
don't need to be in your life anymore. Mm. You know, the things that you can afford to remove, whether it's a, we're not talking about like family members, but a TV show, maybe you don't finish that season of whatever. Yeah. You know, or, or, you, or you watch it while you're at the gym or something like, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. like, like watch it like while you're running on a treadmill or something. I don't know, but get, figure out a way to get it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. That's what I did uh, during COVID because we were teaching online and it was driving me crazy. And I had to have this sort of a separation from home and work. And so I would wake up before everybody else in my family. And I, I had to train myself to be a morning person. And because I was a night owl, I would stay up till like 12, one o'clock in the morning. I was burning the candle at both ends, really not serving myself at all. But this was sort of a gift of, of lockdown or whatever. Um, and I would walk an hour to work, right? Like walk by walk, <laughs> take the dog with me. I retrained my dog because she was an asshole. And I was like, I can't do this with like, you gotta have a well-trained dog. Right? What, so, what type of dog is it? A black lab. She's the sweetest thing. And now she's like, that dog is well-trained. <laughs> you had time. Yes, had time. I had time. Well, but I also invested it, right? Mm, I was like, yeah. this is how we're going to use my walking time to work. I'm going to train the dog. And then I would leave work and walk another hour at night. And just to have that separation. And that's one thing I hung on to was mm. I trained myself to be a morning person. I got up before everybody else did. That, my friends, is self-care. When you can sit in the morning, enjoy your cup of tea or your coffee oh, yes, or whatever. Oh, yes, that's some of your best. Yes. Yeah. Warm water yeah. with lemon in it, whatever it is, and just sit and relax and, like, greet the day. You know, get up before the sun, greet the day, have that space to sort of gather your thoughts. To sit to sit quietly. I've, I've, oh. come, to, I've come to realize the importance of this the more and more. To sit quietly in the stillness of whether that the, you find your stillness in the morning or at night. Um, for, for me, it, it's usually in the morning. Um, it's like, I, it's like you were awarded this, you know what I mean? And I would even say, if you can get your ass out of bed, you earned it, like enjoy it and figure out what it is that is supposed to happen. So if you're a, a spiritual person, that could be a great time for you to hear, you know, insight from God. If you're, um, whatever you're into, um, I, I think it's meditation. Yeah, exactly. Just simply sitting in stillness and listening. Just be still. Just yeah. To connect. Birds, just connect. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to your breath. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That stillness is so important. I think that's probably another one of my challenges with my clients is that their inability to sit still. And I don't mm. mean like exercise or anything like that, but they're so busy, right? This busyness all the time. And it's like, just be with yourself. And <laughs> if you can be with yourself, you can be with your food. Process your food at home. Mm. Um, you can be with yourself while taking a walk, right? And like that, um, that frenetic energy that consumes them. And what they don't know is that that high level of stress is also making them hold on to whatever they're trying to lose. And it's like you, you've got to mm. rest the body, you've got to rest the mind. It all kind of comes together. So a lot of it, again, go ba goes back to this mindset and sort of retraining the mind and retraining the body. My trainer always says, your body will do whatever you tell it to do. And mm. it's true. If I tell my body to sit, park my ass on the couch, and eat Fritos all day, I am telling, I'm, I am delivering a certain message to my body. Or if I tell my body, you know what, we're going to get strong. We're going to hold a five-minute plank. Or we're going to do, like, you know, push-ups until exhaustion, until I can't push up anymore. Now I'm telling my body, you're getting strong. Or if I'm telling my body, you know, you're going to eat whole foods, and your nutrient 
nutrient-dense choices. I'm going to fuel my body for health. And it's going to listen. Are you, are you, I feel like you, you guys might have heard of uh, Wim Hof before. Are you familiar with Wim Hof? Mm-hmm. He, um, he uh, is, he's kind of, um, I don't want to, I don't know if he's pioneered the, like the whole cold water therapy, but man, so I watch. Has like a beard? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think where he's from. He's got this, one of the coolest accents I've heard before. Anyways, I watched this episode on Netflix with, I think Gwyneth Paltrow was doing a series and she featured him and they were like in Lake Tahoe and he does this retreat and they were like ass naked in the lake, like in the winter, like <laughs> crazy, Freezing, just cold right. plunge. Right. Yeah. And he was talking about, uh, anyways, the reason why I'm bringing this up. So, uh, I started a while ago doing the cold shower thing. Right. Ah. Like, cold shower. So I, I was building up, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, Instantly, when that water hit me, my, my breath went yeah, out of my gone, body. Gone. Right. right. So, I, but, but then I was like, okay, all right, cool. I, I I know that that's that that's how I reacted. The next time I did it, I'm like, all right, build a habit of like calming your breath, focusing on, and then when you hit the water, and it still beat the shit out of me. But then I, but I at least knew what was happening, and I was able to start. The furthest I think I might have got was like 30 seconds, but that was from nothing. So I um, that's gonna help you with running. A couple of thoughts on on the so this chirotherapy or um, in the naturopathic world it's referred to as hydrotherapy. You can do it with hot water, cold water, and let's say that you have a sinus infection. So uh, you know you could put hot compresses on your face for five minutes and then switch it out for cold five minutes of cold on your face and alternate back and forth for like twenty minutes. There's something called warming socks that you can do too. And um, you literally, this is so uncomfortable initially, but then it's like magic. I swear, they're magic socks is what they're called. Mm. So you take cotton socks and you um, soak them in cold water. You wring out the water and you put them on your feet cold. It's really uncomfortable. It's like- How would you even do that? On your toes. <laughs> <Is it hard? laughs> right, you gotta like wiggle the socks okay. up. And then you take wool socks, you cover the wet socks with wool <laughs> socks and you crawl into bed and you go to sleep. And what happens is that it stimulates circulation. So, and this is moving the blood throughout the body to improve your, to cir- improve your circulation and to get the blood moving to, <laughs> for your immunity. So the chirotherapy, hydrotherapy, any kind of like in the cold water, in the hot water, that's just stimulating, right? It's stimulating the movement of the blood so that um, things can flow. And so lymph and all that good stuff. And so like, it's actually like a thing. I put warming socks, like people think that natu- naturopathic medicine is total bunk because you can't make money from it, right? you can't <laughs> patent plants. Yeah. Um, but if you're in doubt ever, try it on your children. <laughs> like, it's amazing how quickly it works. Mm. It works on adults. Like next time you have like a cold coming on, do the warming socks. I swear to God. <laughs> like, so cold water, cotton, cold water, and then cotton. wool socks over. Yes. Crawl into bed. Do you? Uh, this would you? So would you? Would you advise putting any kind of uh, mat underneath your feet so your bed you don't wake up in a, a no, wet? It doesn't get wet because the you'll the socks you will dry socks, You wake socks. up with dry socks, like perfectly dry socks. Wow, I want to try this. You want to try it? No, come on. There's a um, a naturopathic clinic in Cleveland Heights called Options. Options. Um, the doctors are amazing there. Um, anyway, if you go to their website, they have the like a PDF of magic socks. 
and probably just Google magic socks options, naturopathic medicine, and it'll come up. All right. Now, now, question. Point. Are you um, are you vegan, vegetarian, anything like that? I am 100% omnivore. 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 <laughs> so, so, I was going to say something derogatory. What? I'll say I'm just happy she's normal. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no I'm not for I, those. <laughs> I eat meat, yes, and a lot of it, actually. Yeah. I am very much protein forward. So... so like I want to start all those that are uh, vegans, vegetarians. Man, you you man, are you stop are it. you don't are normal us a too. Disclaimer, bro. I did. I don't care. <laughs> Same, bro. So 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 you believe in eating meat? You believe in protein? So you live like 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 you said, pretty normal. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of like people who are like um, homeopathic or like they're like certified like vegan, veggie. You know, like people. Like I feel like that's kind of like how they vibe. You know, yes, like I think that's part of the stereotype, but, um, you know, I think about the work that I've done with my naturopaths, um, and I remember once my naturopath asked me if I would go vegetarian, and I was like, no, I had no desire, (laughs) and she's like, okay, so let's think about other ways of this, and then in other work that we've done, you know, it always goes back to, so there's so many, you know, the holistic aspect of wellness, and not just, so naturopathy is sometimes sort of shunned because of the, you have to do work for it. Like, it's not just yeah. a magic pill. You can't just take a pill and your symptoms are suppressed. Wow. Right? And so you have to work for this. And part of that People don't want that, be, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right? People don't like it. They, they don't like the work. That. And yeah. it's just, it's that consistency and discipline, yeah. too. And so, you know, there's a, an emotional piece to it. There's the food piece to it. There's the physical piece to it. And, like, um, you're managing your stress levels. Like it's, yeah. it's all encompassing. And the questions that they ask when you go in for your, you know, baseline sort of interview-ish, I guess, with your naturopath is like they want to know about all of you, the whole stinking package. And so, you know, if, um, you know, vegetarianism isn't, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And so let's find out what will work and what's going to heal um, whatever ailment I'm having. I think that's good too for your clients and people you work with to know that you're just not some like, like you're gonna like totally change their life. Like, oh no, you gotta stop going vegan. I start like, you know, start eating this way, that way. You're like, no, I, I see what you're doing. Let's tighten up, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, if you are committed to being vegan for whatever reason, whether it's health reasons or um, it's uh, environmental reasons or like a philosophy of some sort. Let's work with that and let's see where we can increase, like balance things out or tighten up a bit, like you said, um, and what needs to happen. Honestly, like you could sit on the couch every single day and eat a bag of Skittles and be in a calorie deficit and lose weight. You wouldn't be healthy, Mm. but you would lose weight. Um, As opposed to like, okay, let's do this. Let's lose the fat, maintain muscle and be healthy while we're doing it. And not this crash course stuff like, you know, I've got a wedding coming up or I've got a beach vacation and I've got to do this, right? Like you said, there's a combination of both the eating. Eating is probably about 75, if not 80% of, of, our, of our body composition changes. Um, exercise only accounts for probably about 10%, of, no, more than that. What is it, 10, 15, 20% of the calories that we burn in a day. You cleaning house, walking from here to the mailbox, going grocery shopping, running your errands, walking around the office, doing the things that you do, you're, you're, that 
active, that activity is responsible for the most calories that you burn in a day, and and then actually sleep on top of it. You burn a lot of calories mm. when you're sleeping, and people are like, but you're not doing anything. Just simply being alive, your heart beating, your brain sending signals to the rest of your body, your lungs breathing, right? Like those are things that are that require baseline fuel, right? We're burning that fuel. Yeah. People don't necessarily realize that. Um, so this is kind of a selfish question because it kind of it's, <laughs> applies to me, but I think there might be some listeners that could relate to me. Late night eating. <laughs> right? Well, I know we've... Uh, get the munchies. Get the munchies, right? And, <laughs> and, and, uh, I, and, and I've also heard different takes on it. Uh, depending on like if you're a morning workout person, like eating at night has a, as a benefit might have a, a benefit that someone that just eats at night and then they don't do anything in the morning or maybe they work out after work or what, I don't know, whatever, you know, is for, I guess what's your take. And this is really for both of you. Cause I know you both are in, you guys are both in this realm. Um, and you have clients that probably you've had this conversation with once or twice, but what's your, what's your thoughts on late night eating is it like don't do it or is it do you have a cutoff time like what what's your suggestion i'll let bridget answer because I, I i'll let bridget answer it and then i'll tell you my my experience with this so. okay i think it depends on what you're eating so if you're eating carbs and and fatty foods and you're not using it it's going to get stored right so carbs and fats are energy sources um, and if you're not using that energy, then it's going to get stored. Um, and then over periods of time, gets stored as fat. Glycogen at first and then you know, eventually stored as fat. Um, and I think it also depends on how much of that you're eating. Um, I don't know. I'm all for like a little midnight snack. You know? But um, am I going to sit there and eat an entire bag of potato chips before I go to bed? Nope. Am I going to eat an entire cupcake before bed? No, because you know what's going to happen? I'm going to wake up at 3 in the clock in the morning in sweat. Like, for whatever reason, <laughs> I don't know what it is about sugar before bed, but I'm like, you know, all sweaty. Or that last glass of wine that you have, right? Like, I don't know why anyone thinks that a martini at midnight is a good idea. Oh, <laughs> like, sh- <laughs> like, we're just going to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> Nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. <laughs> like, <laughs> um but again, it just goes back to depends on what you're eating and how much of it you're eating. Yeah. And what I, do you think? And I would just say, um, so based on my experience with people, people always tell me stuff like, I don't eat that much. I don't eat that much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of like the thing. Like, I don't know why I can't. I'm always getting away. I'll be like, mm-hmm. you are lying. <laughs> you're just lying I only eat one time a day are you sure you snack throughout the whole day so I think they just be like I only eat I only ate a snack so that only really count everything counts like everything, everything counts. counts like I was so surprised when I started doing like before we started working together like I was like I started doing the um the uh, uh, my fitness pal, you know, we talked about my mm, fitness pal. So I started yeah. doing my fitness pal. I started like, and I started like tracking the calories. I was like, yo, these snacks, 200 calories, this 300 calories. Like, yo, I, I'm eating too many snacks. I don't care. Even if I am, even if I am fasting, it's still too much snacking. So like, man, I, I'm kind of like, I'm not gonna say I'm against it, but I just feel like 
what's your what's your calories like what are you doing like and also like she said you can be eating skittles and still losing weight but like what are you doing at night and and why and why are you eating at night like is it a habit is it emotional or what do you what is it tied to what are you eating like why is it tied to like i know i'm an emotional eater um because like i do stuff like and I, I didn't realize I was an emotional eater, but then I realized every time I'm doing something fun, I'm always eating or drinking or doing that's, something that's to it. That's the same like, thing. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm like, yo, so let me. So I had like to like, like to celebrate an event. Yeah. That's, I, that's emotional eating. That's so. emotional eating. So I'm like, I'm like, yo, let me check myself. Let me figure this out. Yeah. And so then once I figured that out, I was like, okay, key unlocked. And I have I have what I call a very accountable body. Some people can mm. just kind of get away with like eating stuff and drinking stuff and getting away with stuff. I don't have that. Like I have to. I feel like that catches up with them at some point, though. Nah, some people get away with it, man. Uh, yeah, nah, I, some people got them, those good genes, man. Like, like, um, but my stuff, like, I gotta drink my water. I gotta manage my stress. I gotta work out. I gotta watch my calories, like what I'm eating. I have to, like, you know, like all the things, like all the things, and 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 I don't. We should all be doing that. <laughs> yeah, but Honestly, I don't feel bad about it though. It. Like, I don't feel bad. Well, I think once you know that, yeah. you should you should know that and apply. I think some people hear that or feel that way and get scared of it, and then they, then they don't do anything because they're like, "Well, I don't want to do all that. Well, why or not? Where to start? Yeah, where to start? Like, so for the person that doesn't know where to start, <clears throat> what's your if they if they say like, "Hey, I I want to change. I want to make a habitual change in my life, but I I don't know where to start." What's your do you, do you have a uh, sign up for the Make It Count Challenge? <laughs> oh, I love that. Sign up for the Make It Count Challenge. Come see us, and you get taught how to start and where to start. Shameless plug, yeah, shameless plug. But I'm not even trying to be no, funny. Yeah. Like this yeah. is real talk. We did this. We decided to come together and do this because we know people. Some people don't know where to start, and people want to maintain their results and keep their results. Like I, I, I can only imagine how frustrating it must be to like. Start and stop. Start and stop. How do we keep you going? And like some people always hit me up for meal plans. I'm like, bro, like I'm not giving you no meal plan, bro. Like you, you're not gonna follow it anyway, and you're just wasting my time. Like I'm not doing that. Like you gotta show me that you can work out, and also show me that you even like have any type of consistency in your in your day. Like you're not even consistent coming to see me. So I know I know you're not consistent eating. And you coming to work? I smell like alcohol. What can we talk? What are we? Not, I'm not talking to you. What are we talking about? You talking about? You smell like alcohol. You smell like the night before, bro. I'm good. Oh no, my no. god, the yoga room on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> All that sweat. <laughs> Yo. What were you doing last night? Having a good old time. I'll, t- a great I'll time. tell you what, when I leave the cigar shop, so I'm not a big drinker, but I do like cigars. We, we both like cigars. And I try to um, <laughs> make a point that when I, when I smoke, um, that I get a really heavy workout in to sweat out as much of the toxins. Yeah, yeah. as much of that as I can. Um, gosh, yeah, yoga this morning, I think I had a puddle on my mat. Did this smell like an ashtray? <laughs> <laughs> it might have. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, didn't, no, I haven't smoked it in a few days. So. Okay. In a few days? A few days. Are you feel left out? How often are you smoking, bro? And are you smoking without me? Which question do you want me to answer first? I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk to <laughs> yes. you. Don't even worry about it. Yes and yes. Yes and no. Yes and yes. Well, what if I... No. James, I just realized you still don't have shoes on your feet. I don't. And I feel fine, too. Like, you know, it's... You know, in um, certain coaches, it's disrespectful to wear shoes in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not in a house, though. But you feel me? This is kind of, this is kind of like our house. But it's also kind of not. Yeah, but I feel it's at home. I feel at home. Are you a... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you know where I'm going with this. If you have people over the house, are you a shoes off, shoes on? Take your shoes off. Oh. Are you, hold on. Are you a 
there's now there's also subsets of this. Are you a hey? Um, I have socks or I have some house shoes. If you want to use those, I've seen that happen. That to me is next level That's hospitality. Fire. That That's is fire. next level hospitality, and I feel like when I've been to China and South Korea and oh yeah, and yeah, that, yes, there are house shoes. You take your shoes off and you put on the house shoes. No, I'm of the camp of keep your shoes on because I have two yes. that shed like mad. Mm. We've got a black one and a yellow one, and you will you will be the Swiffer. And so oh. your socks will be covered with dog hair by the time you leave my house, and it's just embarrassing. So please keep your shoes on because I don't need you to mop up all the hair <laughs> yeah. on, my, on my hardwood floors. So, yeah, if I, my house might actually be dirtier on the inside oh, <laughs> than your Stop. shoes <laughs> because of the Stop. dog hair. I mean, they just shed all year. They yeah. just like, blow their yeah. coats all the time. I, I don't like going to people's houses, period. <laughs> but when I have to... <laughs> I, dr- I do dread this part because you, wa- especially, it's because you're usually there with like several, like maybe say you're there with like a dozen people. You walk in and then there's the pile of shoes, right? Now, don't wear a pair of shoes that you don't want to get dirty because someone's going to throw their shoes on yours if you're particular. But let's well, just, and then your holy socks. Yeah. And, and like, nice, like nice now socks. I got to stare at your big toe and I just met you or I got to stare at your... You're a bunion. Like, I, why, why, why can't, if you invite people over, why can't you just know that you're going to have to clean the house afterwards? You are not a foot guy, obviously. Um, I what? don't mind feet. <laughs> I don't mind feet. Bridget, you must have watched our other episodes. Because ah, this, 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 this podcast will go left really fast. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you own pop. No, uh, I don't mind. No, it's not that. I don't, I don't mind feet. My feet. For me, my comfort level is I, I would rather have on a pair of shoes, even if it's like I'll bring my own slippers or, or like, sure, like house yeah. shoes or something. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I feel that. I have been in houses where I did not come prepared. It was like the summer. I had yeah. on some sandals, no socks. And now I got to walk around your cold wooden floor Oh, sure. Bare, barefoot. 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 You ain't even getting no socks? And that, no. And that to me is like, yo... I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. I'm not not even coming in. Don't worry. Hey, you guys have a nice time. I'll talk right, to right, you later. Right, right, right. Nice toes, by the way. <laughs> Love your house. Great toes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you get manicures and pedicures? No, I no. No. I I, I I don't mind a manicure. I had a traumatic incident as a child that's given me some anxiety about as my, a pedicure about my feet being t- my toes being touched. So even when I get a massage, I always tell the masseuse. Do whatever, pause. Do whatever you want, pause. Hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> under their their oath of whatever oath they take. Keep it clean, right? Right. But I say, don't, don't touch, touch an- ankles down. I don't, and I know there's a lot of stress in your feet. I know yeah, there's a lot, so but oh, yeah. um, I I had so when I was a kid on vacation, I was in the deep end of a pool, caught a net. It was my first time catching a cramp in my toes. And even like thinking about it, it makes like my leg just locked up. Just thinking about it, it always happens. Uh, I almost, I almost dropped like a rock. So I, someone helped me out, and so I have a like a fear of even going in water this, barefoot without 
that happening again. I get tensed up. Yep. This is the worst fear story so, ever. So <laughs> I don't like. This is like this I don't like, like people touching my feet. Not, like bro, like what? Nothing actually even happened to your foot though. Bro. No, like, it cramped up. Oh my gosh, a cramp, a cramp no. made you not want to get your feet touched, bro. Yeah. Like that's the worst. Yeah. That's like yeah. that's literally the 100%. worst story I've ever heard. Hundred percent. Say the worst I've ever and I have a hard time with I'm having a hard time with yoga. I'm trying to overcome this because there's a lot of so, movements and it's barefoot. I'm the only one <laughs> in that room who's not barefoot. Wow, I wear my socks. Yoga? I, wear, I keep my oh, socks. Oh, what a creep! Also, what because, a creep. <laughs> also, <laughs> I sweat. <laughs> you're very also. Weird. You're weird. Help me, help me out here. Shut the hell up. <laughs> help me out here. I sweat a lot. Yeah, so then you're not slipping. Okay, so you don't have one of those yoga towels. Like yogi toes, the towels, those, those, yeah, yogi toes. Yeah, you gotta get one of those, bro. They're, That's uh, what I was about to ask you before like you cut me off. Terry cloth, sort of terry clothish on the front, yeah. and like little rubber nubs on the back, so it sticks to your mat, and you it like absorbs, it absorbs your sweat. sweat. Yeah, I had to get so one if of those. You're doing really sweaty yoga. Definitely yes. get some yogi toes. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a, and a little, yeah, carry a little towel too, like a little. Oh, but duh. Okay, I keep that. Okay, let's make it short, bro. Because how hot is your class? I don't know. Because I only trust you. I vote um, uh, Tremont Athletic Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sophie. Excellent. She's awesome. Yeah? Good. Yes. Most yogis are awesome. Most yogis are awesome people. Yeah. Do, what is a community? So I, I have a, a good friend of mine who has a studio in Avon and opened up one in Lakewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, cultivate Yoga. Okay. Do you, is, the, is that like a, is the yoga, I don't know, I'm going to say this right way, the yoga community, is it tight? Like, do you guys know who each yeah, other we are? we know each other. Okay. I think so. Yeah, like, that's definitely, uh, um, definitely know a lot of yogis in Cleveland and sort of widespread, you know, in the greater Cleveland area. Now, you didn't yeah. say where you do yoga at, because I don't think you mentioned it. Oh, I teach it. at Yoga Roots in Cleveland Heights. Yoga Roots. Yoga yeah. Roots. And it's what? over on Taylor, South Taylor and Fairmount, right behind, um, the bakery on the rise. There's a yoga studio behind there. Okay. Yoga yeah. Roots. Cleveland Behind Heights. the bakery. You sold me. Oh, my, oh my goodness. There are some mornings on Saturday mornings. We can smell, like, the butter coming because it's a French bakery. Oh, French bakery. Ooh, wee, wee. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, what are we doing? You know, James, like, is blowing <laughs> <laughs> Exactly blah. Lip. Hey, 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 James, are we, are we doing it? Are we going? Are we going? Are we going to yoga class? Are we going? Yeah. And then get get some French baguettes. Baguettes. Yeah, I teach. um, So French fries. So Monday nights, Wednesday nights at 530 and then Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Okay. And my went my Monday nights are fast. Like it's a vinyasa, one breath per movement, sort of like. You got Saturday morning, 8 a.m. What's up? That's, that's the class you're just talking about? No, that's Monday night. What's, so what's, what's Wednesday slow evening? Burn. What's Wednesday evening? Slow burn. Slow burn. Yeah. So you're holding the poses for a while? Mm. Is it hot in there? Um, I usually crank it to about 87. I've got a theory on, on Don't the be whole a baby. hot I'm yoga not. thing. i got to tell you, like, I've practiced yoga since I was probably, let's see, 1999, however long that is. That's a long time. And I've waxed and waned from studios that have had heat or no heat or somewhere in between. And, um, you know, I used to be die hard, go in there, 92, 95 degrees. My Jeez. eyeballs are practically burning because it's yeah. so hot. You can feel it evaporating, <laughs> like, like that kind of heat. I've done Bikram where it's like 105 degrees. Yeah. And it's like, I, I was addicted to the sweat. I was like, oh my God, it feels so good to sweat. 
And my lower back was killing me, my knees were killing me, my shoulders were killing me, and I was spent. I'd walk out of those classes completely exhausted. Didn't burn many calories, maybe 300 calories. I'm like, why am I so exhausted? And literally, like, go home and spend a couple of hours on the couch. That's not doing anything, right? Like, Mm. I'm just, you know, as a workout, that's not really serving me at all. I want to continue my day. Like, I want to do the things that I have to do. I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. I'm a professional. I'm a wife. I've got to, like, take care of a house and move around. And and I'm not a sitter. Like, I'm not good at sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and what I realized was that the, I was exhausted because of the heat, not because of the physicality of the practice. Mm-hmm. So I just cut and the heat down. Yeah. So, like, is it? do I like a little warmth? Yeah, I think, like, 87 is humane. Feels reasonable yeah. for my body. Might not for somebody else. Um, but I've also, since I stopped with so much of the, of the hot yoga, my joints feel better and I'm not spent after a class. Like I can do other, I can go for a walk. I can go for a hike. I can, you know, if I want to work out again, I could work out again, you know, or go for a bike ride or something and and do the things that I need to do. That's my language. So the, the, you don't really burn that much calories in a heated yoga class compared to non-heat so if you're going in because you're like oh i gotta get the sweat you can get a good workout without a sweat i mean that's been around for decades right i've never experienced that in my life (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could say 30 degrees outside he's still gonna sweat sweat. as a matter of fact i hate running when i was running consistently when it got to that time of year where it was like consistently in the 50s even if it was in the 60s in the evening oh yeah i would i would i would still be if if i'm running more than two miles i'm going to be head to toe drenched and now i'm sitting and i'm freezing my ass off (laughs) while everyone else is having a beer i'm like yo yeah get me out here yeah um (laughs) so 8 a.m are we doing are we are we down 8 a.m saturday morning saturday morning you down i'm down for it okay Okay, because that's that's my only cheat day that's a fun class i I get it's only cheat day. Like, I, well, I have two cheat meals per week. Oh, you want to make sure we hit the bakery up? Yeah. So, yeah, that's your cheat. Yeah. So you know. Friday night, Saturday morning, my only two cheat like things. So I want to make sure I'm good. What's your breakdown of men to women in that class? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes it's all women. Sometimes it's like half women, half men. I've, I get a pretty. I've got a pretty diverse group actually. Yeah, I'm starting um, to see more men doing yoga though. Like yeah, I feel like it's yeah. not like a. And like I've a, seen like guys that are like built like you, anywhere from you to me, okay. in between. Yeah. And I'll be like, and then they bust like this guy next to me today. He, I mean, he looked like he could have been maybe painting Hillis's um, <laughs> um, low budget stunt devil. <laughs> you know, like he was a pretty stocky dude. <laughs> and man, some of the moves he was pulling up, I was like, damn. Yeah, it's very impressive to see a a bigger person do some stuff. That's why. That's why. Like you know, you know, I love to go see Judge on Sunday mornings. And Mm -hmm. oh yeah, beautiful practice. Judge sees me and like turns up. I'm like, Judge, no, 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 no. Yeah, turn this up. No, no, (laughs) Judge. Nama stay with me, bro. Like I don't want to do any of this crazy stuff. Nama stay with me all the whole class. I just, I just, I'm just here for the Namaste. I ain't here for all that. I ain't here for all these poses, but I do it. I do my best because I always believe in just doing my best. And so that's what it is. Um, but it's just like training for anything else. Like yeah. you're training for a marathon. Yeah. Right? And this is testing you and it's pushing your Definitely. edge because oh you're not God. a runner. Like right. you're a sprinter, but you're not right. a long distance runner. 
So you have to train for that particular thing. Absolutely. Just like if a, a Shaq was in one of my yoga classes once, like this was a long wow. time ago. And it's so awkward. <laughs> Did he have more than one yoga mat? He had two yoga mats. Of course he does. Just yeah. two? <laughs> two yoga mats. He, he took up a, quite a bit of space. And But I've had football players. I had, um, oh, Chubb. What's his first name? Oh, Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Nick Chubb in my class. This yeah. was like a few years ago at Citizen. And uh, his... Um, his brother was also in town. Okay. And um, so they they're both pretty stocky guys. Stocky guys, not a whole giant range of mobility. <laughs> you know, it's, it, but you can't put me on a on a D line and expect me to block somebody. Like I'm not trained for that. You can train me for it. Yeah. I might not be very good. Cause I'm just not very big. But <laughs> oh my god! But I don't pick you up that, like right? this one arm. Excuse me, ma'am. I gotta get to the quarterback. I'll be right back. Like, yeah, you just started two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And you're gonna build up to those things. Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm excited because I yeah. if there is one thing that's been consistent about me over the years athletically is immobility. Immobility is for sure. And I know that's that's yeah. resulted from knee pain to to hip yeah. pain to, to back pain. Shoulders. And you hold that same shape all the time while you're cycling. So you're gonna um, yeah. you're gonna compensate in certain areas and you're gonna contract in certain areas and hold on to that shape. And you okay. open up. Yeah. Uh, so before you get out of here, I, I want to cause one thing I wanted to talk about is I always see you um, lifting weights too, like lifting heavy weights too. And it, there's a myth that women believe that um, lifting weights make you bulky. Can you dispel that myth? Like, what what would you say to someone who says, like, a woman that says that? I would say <laughs> a couple of things. One, you don't have enough testosterone. Right? Bam. Right. <laughs> and two, it's funny. Somebody asked me that the other day. Of like, you lift heavy? I'm like, yeah, I lift yeah. some heavy shit. Yeah. And you don't look like you lift heavy. Mm. And the question is, well, what am I supposed to look like? Like. What, what, what is it in your mind that I should be looking like? And then my other response is, what is going to make you bulky is eating fat and carbs Amen. and not using them. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Right? Like, that's the bulk on top of your muscle. Like, if you see, it's, you know, and I'm not saying that, first of all, fat and carbs are not bad. At all. Blessings. Blessings. <laughs> like, eat the carbs. Eat the fat. Eat the protein. Eat the cake. Like, eat the damn cake. Eat the banana. Like, eat these things, people. But how much of it does matter. Right. And in relation to what else you're eating. Yeah. And then how do you use that energy? And how do we, yeah. So that's what I would say to somebody. Like, you're just not going to get bulky. Are you going to get ripped? Yeah, and it's fucking sexy. Uh, amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, again, guys, make sure you um, don't forget to follow Bridget. Bridget, where people can where can they find you at? On, on, Instagram? Uh, on Instagram is B Body Coaching, and it's still my private on Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Bridget, Bridget Nadzim Kashubik. But I do most of my work on Instagram. They can follow me on that. And, um, you know, they can also sign up for the three day challenge. Make it count in February by going to either James's um, Instagram page or mine. You find a, the link to Eventbrite, another selfless plug there. Yep. Um, yeah. And so thank you, Bridget, for hopping on with us. We yes. appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. You've definitely opened our minds up we, and we gave can't, us some things. We can't. 
We gotta do our fist bump. Fist bump. We gotta do our customary fist bump. We do it. Yeah. Air. Air fist bump. Air fist bump. Uh, Yep. There we go. (laughs) There we go. That's the one thing we're gonna miss with the with the guests over there. We're gonna figure that out. Gonna figure that out. Okay. Like a fist pump. Fist. fist I'm thinking there's gotta be some kind of on Amazon. Here, just bear with me for a second. Here, you know, you got the the pointer, the finger, like the Mickey Mouse hand. On a stick where you can like point. Oh you, yeah, fist there's got to be an extended one extended with a fist, fist bump. bump. I'm sure it's on Amazon. We're gonna find it. We're gonna use it. I, I don't want. You don't want to use the fist. I don't want. You don't want to use the fist. Hey guys, thanks for another episode. We're out. Just chat's getting weird. Fist. <laughs> <laughs>